Welcome. This is Jamie, and this is episode number 200 of the Circus 71 podcast for the week of February 6th, 2024. Happy National Frozen Yogurt Day. Hopefully Donna gets some Froyo on her cruise. Coming up on today's show, new permit has been filed for Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Bing Bong appears at the Pixar Place Hotel. New security testing is in place at Walt Disney World. And in our main segment, Donna returns and we continue our latest top five in five series. This is the Circus 71 podcast. All right, and we are on to the news this week. I am flying solo for news um, as Donna is currently out to sea um, with the Pixar Day at Sea with her family. So she will be here in our main segment um, this week as we were able to pre-record that early. Relatively short news week, so let's go ahead and get to it. A new permit has been filed in regards to construction at the former Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. This permit is for general construction by the Sun State Awning and Graphic Design Company, um, a custom awning company that was lo- is located in Sanford, um, Florida. Um, you may remember that Parks Chairman Josh Tomorrow has said something will happen with the future of the Star Cruiser, but has given no details since then. A survey was distributed to the select guests among the final voyages, um, evaluating the aspects of their experience and leading to rumors um, of a resurrection of the hotel in one form uh, or another. Um, So something to keep an eye on, um, the site of this former two-night immersive experience that closed permanently this past um, September in 2023 after only operating for about a year and a half, which is pretty crazy with the development that went in. Um, So something that Don and I will keep an eye on and certainly report any new developments in the future. Next up, Bing Bong will be appearing exclusively at the Pixar Place Hotel. This past week, there was an opening ceremony for the Pixar Place Hotel, the rechristened um, Paradise Pier Hotel, and had several different names as well in the past at the Disneyland Resort. Um, Through an opening ceremony um, this past weekend, it was announced that Bing Bong from Inside Out would be uh, exclusively appearing at the hotel. Um, which is pretty cool. I think Inside Out is a really good um, Pixar movie um, starring joy, sadness, and um, Inside Out 2, um, I believe, will premiere this coming um, summer, which is also really cool. So um, we'll see if Bing Bong remains exclusive. Disney has a habit of saying, oh, it's going to stay exclusive to this area. Um, like merchandise at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, and then somehow it finds its way into other avenues. Um, So we'll see if Bing Bong is truly exclusive to the Pixar Pier Hotel. Um, I've seen some videos and pictures, um, reviews of the updated hotel, and I actually have to say I think they did a pretty good job um, incorporating the intellectual property while actually improving um, the hotel in and of itself. So kudos to the team um, for the redesign team for the Pixar Pier Hotel. 
something that was not on Donna or I's, uh, or my's, I guess, my? I don't know. Either of ours, um, Crystal Ball, the self-service um, has returned to the build-your-own-lightsaber experience at Disney's Hollywood Studios after almost four years. Um, upon the uh, return of the build-your-own-lightsaber experience in Tatooine Traders at Hollywood Studios, um, guests were um, not allowed to build it <laughs> themselves. Um, they need, required cast member help. Um, this uh, was a heavily modified experience due to um, the COVID-19 pandemic um, when it reopened in, I believe it was July of 2020. Um, all sanitization and, and different practices. Um, only a couple of guests would be able to build a lightsaber at the time that it reopened um, from a single bin of parts that was brought to them by a cast member. And now, finally, as we said, nearly four years later, guests can once again peruse the full selection of parts by themselves, choose their parts, different combinations, and build their lightsaber without cast member facilitation. Cast members are, of course, still available to help guests and explain the process as necessary, um, but they will um, can build that on their own. This experience is different and also significantly cheaper than the hand-build lightsaber experience at Savi's Workshop in um, Galaxy's Edge. So, glad to see, once again, that, that continual push back to 100%. Um, normalcy. And our final story this week is one that I find the most interesting. Walt Disney World is testing new x-ray machines at security. This was spotted by WDWNT this past Thursday morning, February the 1st, um, with new x-ray machines at an Epcot security station. Mm -hmm. Disney is not yet testing the x-ray machines with guests. They are using them um, with cast members. The x-ray machines are for bags and other items and are used in combination with the contactless scanners that debuted um, throughout uh, 2020. Um, this allows guests to walk through a single machine, uh, the contactless ones, without removing or setting down their bags. Um, it seems, and this is the report according to WWNT, that Disney decided the system um, that's totally artificial intelligence um, wasn't working quite right. Um, so they observed cast members placing bags in the x-ray machines and then walking through the scanners. There is a similar system in place at Universal Orlando um, Resort. I personally and haven't really gotten to speak too much to Donna about this but I personally think this is a a good change I think it's super frustrating to walk through that artificial intelligence scanner and then get flagged and you have to do a hand scan um, by by a security cast member um, if we have to put the bag through an x-ray and then walk through I think it's more of a seamless experience or um, if we don't know which procedure Disney is going to do or at anything at all as of yet but if you go through the ai scanner 
and then you're flagged if you have to put your bag through an x-ray machine as a secondary step. Um, I still think that's a lot quicker and more efficient than being hand-checked um, by a security cast member. So um, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on this and see which, if any, route Disney um, chooses here. Either way, I'm okay with it because I think overall it is more efficient, streamlined, while still maintaining a higher level um, of security. So I'm okay with it. Um, so with that, very quick, as I said, news segment this week. Um, Donna will be back in our main segment where we list out our top five um, attractions that are permanent or that are currently closed and permanently closed that we would want back. Okay. So we'll take a quick break. John, Donna will join, and we will be back with our top five in five, round three. All right, Donna, welcome to the show. <laughs> From the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> top five in five, round two, three. Where are we? Two. Two. That's what I thought. Okay. Um, so with no, this would be our third. We did top five boat rides, top five character meals. Okay, so three. Yay, three. Yeah, there we go. Week three of our top five in five series. Um, this week we are covering the top five attractions, which let's be honest, I have an honorable mention. Um, we would want brought back. Um and we did kind of a similar thing where we um, hypothesized what would be cool to bring back for the 50th anniversary. But that was, Donna, like 140 episodes ago. Yeah, so I think we can get away with this. I would agree. So um, how many do you have? Do you have five and one or are you just at five? I do have five and one. And my one that's an honorable mention is a complete and utter cheat, but I really do want to mention it. Have at it. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that used to exist and no longer does, the last time they did this, Jamie, I want to see if I can lead you to it. The last time they did this was in the year 2010. It was a spring limited weekend engagement event at Hollywood Studios. Excuse me, 2011. 2011. I misspoke. Uh, ESPN the weekend? Very good. You said weekend. Yeah, I guess that's not really a cheat. I mean, I mean, it's not an attraction in and of itself, but an event. I'm okay with that. It was, and, and Jamie knows the story. I don't know if we, have we not ever talked about this on the show? Probably in passing. I don't think you ever went in depth with it. So we used to live in Philadelphia. Everyone knows that. We've talked about that a lot. Or a Philadelphia suburb. And Andrew listened to a sports radio station every day religiously driving into Philadelphia, an ESPN affiliate station. And he entered to win an all-expenses-paid trip to the Walt Disney World Resort from this ESPN affiliate station. Thought nothing of it. Like, entered, you know, whatever weeks, maybe a month maybe even more had passed. And Andrew called me. He was driving home from school. I was driving home from where I was teaching at the time. And he goes, hey, you're never going to believe this. Um, was it W-I- What was it, Andrew? W-I- 
950 ESPN just called me and they wanted to know how to pronounce DiGiacomo. They said I'm one of the top three finalists in the ESPN The Weekend radio contest to win a trip to Disney. And I was like, no way. Like, if they asked you how to say your name, Andrew, like, you won. They don't give a crap about how to say someone's name if they're not going to try to say it on air. Like, you totally won. And at that time in our life, it was like a, a really crazy time. We had just had the last argument that we were going to have with Andrew's family at that point in time. Like it was like the poo was all hitting the fan. So to win a trip to Disney World was awesome. Uh, so we came down and that was our only experience to ESPN the weekend. We're both huge sports people. So to have that experience and, you know, it was a couple months before our wedding and then our, our later honeymoon to Walt Disney World Resort. It was so fun. We met John Cruck, who I've always loved as a kid. Like I thought he was like the coolest Philly ever. Um, we saw him walking down the path at Saratoga Springs with his hole through like his finger through a hole in his pants, like, and I swear, I almost said like, oh, Mr. Crack, I can fix that for you there, buddy. <laughs> that was so funny. So you hit um, on John Crock is what you're really trying to say. I did say, like, Andrew Elvamy. I was like, oh, hello, Mr. Crock. How are you? He's like, I'm great, guys. How about you? And I don't think I answered him. I think I just stared. Well, um, you wanted to fix the hole in his pants. I mean, no, no, like a, he was holding in the like an additional pair. He was wearing pants, Jamie. He was holding an additional pair of pants, like like with literally with his finger. They're like, oh, how would I do that? Say, say that again. That's probably because Andrew just started the car. <laughs> Funny, but go ahead. It's gonna happen again. Well, stop wait for it. it. <laughs> stop him from leaving in the car that's attached to my Bluetooth. Shut your Bluetooth off. That's what I just did. Relax. Okay. <sighs> In any case, uh, ESPN the weekend was awesome. It was such a cool experience. I'm really bummed that they took it away. This is one of those things that I can't reason away. It's not like they lost the space. Uh, this this just this just reeks of a cost cutting measure. Yeah. It's all. It's also kind of odd to me that they would have it at Hollywood Studios. Like, not why not Wide World of Sports? Jamie, maybe that's maybe that's part of it that they used to use it at studios the way they used to use the Star Wars weekends to drive people to the, one of the the lesser attended parks, and now it's they don't need jammed. So. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah. No, that's a cool one. My um, honorable mention is an attraction that I I've, I've never done. I don't think. Um, okay. But have um, actually recently over the last week um watched a um a uh how do i want to describe it's not a ride through because it's not on ride but um this person spent hours and hours and hours recreating in like a high def virtual video a ride through so it's not okay. a, a film from you know 1987 or anything like that um but the original world of motion oh I think like that Epcot Center um, is really cool, and I really don't like Test Track 2.0 at at all, quite frankly. Um, I think Test Track 1.0, and I think the upcoming refurb is going to be good. But that that like heart of Epcot with Epcot Center, I should say, um, with the history of transportation in a fun edutainment way. Um, with a ton of animatronics, because I mean, there were so many animatronics in that. Um, and we always mess this up. What was Future World 
East Donna, because you look at it at the opposite way. Yes. Yeah, what is World Discovery now? Had so many animatronics between World of Motion, Horizons, Universe of Energy that are completely gone um, from from that side of the park. And it's it, it's a bit, you know, sad. So that's why I would vote for... Um, and then the um, theme song of that attraction, It's Fun to Be Free, I think is also... Um, cool catchy i don't have any vivid memories of that attraction i do have a vivid memory of the delta dream flight attraction okay yeah i don't think we ever did that i and i know um world of motion closed before we were ever there because test track our our first trip was like june of 98 i think test track was had actually supposed to have opened already so like delayed like a calendar year um so i know i never got to see world of motion gotcha that makes sense and you know what else to be fair one one quick point about world of motion i think the entrance was also really cool that it took you outside and it had that kineticism as opposed to the closed off building for um world of motion or for a test track Fair. Um, Anthony and I have been reading every night before bed. We're starting to like introduce chapter books because he reads at a ridiculously high level, but he still wants to read, which I get it. They're fun, but he wants to read like the little kid, like Disney mm-hmm. stories and he's way past it. So we've been sitting down and reading. Um, have you ever seen like the who is or where is series for kids? I'm assuming you don't mean Waldo. <laughs> no, darling. No. Um, so like historical places or okay. figures. So the first one we read was who was Walt Disney or who is who who was I guess it would be past tense for him. Uh, so we read that book and Andrew and I were even like oh my gosh like I didn't know that or like that's mm-hmm. really cool and you know Anthony that led him to ask more questions and the one we're reading now is where is Walt Disney World and it's talking about some past attractions which has led Anthony to like dive in and want to know everything about every past attraction. Yeah. So literally just yesterday, I found it was terrible quality, but it was the best one I could find a video of Ellen's energy adventure. Mm. So I was like, all right, at least it's somewhat educational while we sit here for 35 minutes of your life. Some of them, (laughs) I mean, you should be able to find some 4K videos of them because, I mean, that's closed in 20. It was on um, Attractions Magazine and they have a lot of really good. I think Uh. it's just that they're taking a video of a video screen. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, in any case, Ellen's Energy Adventure, all, all that to say, Ellen's Energy Adventure did not make the list. Yeah, I got scared where that was going. <laughs> but one thing that he and I were talking about, because um, the book right now is focusing on Magic Kingdom, which obviously Walt had much b- bigger part in designing than uh, a lot of the other parks. But um, my number five would be the Sky Ride, Jamie. Oh, oh, the, um... I know that wasn't its name. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the, um, the Skyway. Yes. Fantasyland Skyway. So, I understand why it could never come back. It's probably one of the least number of, um, guests per hour attractions out there, a ride like that. Um, Bush Gardens in, um, Tampa Bay used to have, and I, now I say used to, the system's still there, but the pandemic effectively killed it, everyone believes. It's still on their website as down, but I have, you know, 
friends who I don't want to say are in the know, that sounds terrible, but like are pass holders and they go a lot and they've talked to people and, you know, they all believe that it's, it's done. But I remember Andrew and I first coming down in 2012, the first time we went to Bush Gardens right before Andrew's first ever cruise. And, um, we loved it. It was like our favorite attraction. It took you right over the Savannah. It was so relaxing. And it brought you across the Don Park when your feet are fried. So I just remember thinking like, oh my gosh, like it'd be so cool to have something like that at Walt Disney World, take you from Tomorrowland. I know Fantasyland's not that far, but that area of Fantasyland is darn near Liberty Square. So that would be a nice little cut across the park. Um, and again, I get it. It would have been uh, three hour waits at that, you know, with how few people could load there but it's definitely one of those really cool like when you think about like vintage uh, theme park attractions i think like a skyway is is on that list yeah you know what uh theme park that still has that well an amusement park that still has that is actually hershey park hershey yeah. okay i knew hershey used to but jamie the last time we were at hershey was probably it, it 12 years um, ago like you you get off at the same station that you get on so it's, it's, oh, okay. it, it's not a transportation type attraction, but man, you go over water on this thing and you're not in real tight. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. like the scariest ride in the park, in my opinion. But Next to Super Duper Looper. Yeah, right. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I guess I can understand it. You know what else was, uh, I mean, there would probably be major um, accessibility issues with it previously oh absolutely it would have to be it couldn't be like full-on skyliner gondolas but it would have to be something like that in order to accommodate yeah. a, a person using a wheelchair do you know where the um tomorrowland station was I'm trying to remember because i know i was on it because obviously you know it's the tangled toilets is where the fantasy correct. station was correct and that's the one that i can picture boarding in I don't, Jamie. Above the Space Mountain bathrooms. That makes sense. Yeah, you, there was a second tier, if you will, that they demolished. Uh, they may have demolished the whole building and rebuilt the bath bathrooms. That I don't know. But, yeah, that's where it was, which I thought was. And it re had a really cool waterfall uh, feature um, previously, too. But um, And, again, I get it. This isn't one that I'm, you know, hanging enough to dry for getting rid of. It's just, you know, the nostalgia piece and specifically reading that book with Anthony, this, this would not have made my list if we had done this two weeks ago yeah. because we just read this like two or three nights ago. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that, that was a really cool interaction. Yeah. Um, my number five, I, I guess technically might be a little bit of a cheat because it's a parade um, is spectrum magic. Nice. I didn't, I did not think about parades or even for that matter, nighttime entertainment because wishes would have made my list, but well done. Yeah. I, I think this, I was much more a spectrum magic fan than main street electrical and, and Don and I have debated this before. Cause I, I think you're a little more in the, the main street camp. I am. Um, but I, lo I love the music. The costuming was different. The whole thing was just so beautiful. And, and I think, um, I don't want to say this because I think one of our top five uh, coming up is going to be top five Disney mistakes. So I may be revisiting this topic. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Um, so my next one is more of a show experience than like, it's certainly not a moving attraction. And I don't think it's going to make your list, Jamie, but it's something that I sure loved. Is it the Pocahontas show from Animal Kingdom? 
Animation Academy. Good try. Mm. We love this. And I know that this was not your thing. And I get that. It wasn't everyone's thing. But we have that entire giant bulletin board up in our Disney-themed game room with all of the drawings on it. And I need to make very clear for anyone who's listening to this. I have the worst handwriting known to man. It looks like I write with my feet. Like, I can't read my own handwriting sometimes when I'm writing too quickly. It's that bad. I cannot draw to save my life. But for some reason, the direction given by those cast members, I drew things that looked pretty darn good. Not all of them. But, like, there were some that I was like, wow, like, that's really, again, for someone who cannot draw really quite good and we loved it and we love doing it in Disneyland and we are going to be going Thursday because they are doing just two a day but at 1230 and 130 for part of Festival of the Arts yeah Donna do you remember like if you would tell me in Star Wars Launch Bay in that area now where was this located so we have we went in launch by one time literally one time right after it opened because i wanted to walk in and like post pictures on social media and that was it oh, so i okay. i can't compare but i can tell you that if you went through the gift shop so if you're looking at launch bay you would enter like kind of here like to the left the gift shop that's on the right the gift shop on the right so okay so disney junior dance parties here on on the on the far right right. and then like sort of so you're let's pretend you're facing that kind of sideways entrance to disney jr if you just turn your head 45 degrees and go straight ahead there's a shop right there it's it's like an art shop not the it has like star right no the studio store would be behind you near ariel okay it's a it's it's like an art a tiny art shop and now they have star wars crap in it Star Wars, like, art. Okay. I have, I have no idea where this is. <laughs> well, anyway, if you went through that shop back in the day, there was an, an entrance that would take you to, like, literally right outside of the okay. studio for Animation Academy. All right. We're going to have to do a, a map check out after, the, after we record this, because <laughs> I want a tutorial where this thing is. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, you know, I... And, Launch Bay is such a dumpster fire right now. Like they could even do Animation Academy and keep it Star Wars for that matter, just to open Agreed. something up because that that theater is still closed. It's the Animation Courtyard. How in the world can the Animation Courtyard not have Animation Academy? And yeah. Jamie, the other thing with this was even before they announced it was closing, there were times that you would walk up fifteen minutes, twenty minutes before the next. I don't want to say showtime, drawing time, class time. And it was at capacity. This was a popular attraction. So I don't want to hear that they closed it because people weren't going. People were going. Excuse me. Jamie's dying. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I I mean, let's be honest. The the Disney Junior playing dance is such a dumpster fire. I I mean, I'd rather they put tables and, and put it in there at this point. Um, so my next attraction is another thing that I never got to experience. Um, okay. which is actually kind of a theme on, on my list now that I look at it. Um, but the original journey into imagination with figment dream finder, it was a lengthier ride. Um, I, I know you have, you know, your own fondness of the current, um, figment attraction, but I, I just think that l- character is so beloved 
he deserves an attraction that that is not, you know, polished garbage because it was garbage with the second. It, it's not a great attraction. Come on now. You stop it. But compared to what it was, like if you compare it to the original where it was longer, you had Dreamfinder, you had amazing animatronics, like, and we've talked about it before. Figment can come off if you don't understand the, the what it is and, and what he was. Like he's, a, he's more of a nuisance as opposed to this lovable character. So we were leaving Figment last night because clearly we went to Epcot for my birthday because I'm a brat. And, oh, sorry, totally dated this episode. In any case, um, <laughs> Anthony goes, this is why we're going on a walk. Anthony, where did I, oh, shoot, I thought I just saw it. Anthony goes, Mama, Mama, look, it's a Figment book. And I was like, what, a Figment book? And he goes, yeah. Oh, where did I put it? Jamie, it's so cute. Have you seen the little Golden Book Figment book? Uh, yeah, I have, as a matter of fact. I think they just came out recently. Actually. They did. So get that. Oh, there it is. Hold on. I got it. So he points at it and he's like, mama, can I have it? And I'm like, you don't need another book. And I walk over and I was like, so of course, sucker me. I flip it over $5.99, Jamie. And then after our AP discount, I was like $5.10. That's not bad. No, I mean, I almost always buy the kid books because he does love to read. So have to send you the video it's really funny he immediately because it's dark at this point he immediately goes dad i need your phone and andrew's like why do you need my phone he's like i need a flashlight <laughs> so we're pushing him, we're pushing him the park. giant seven-year-old that he is in his stroller because he refuses to walk with uh him reading the figment book like trying to scream the words back to me because he wants me to hear the story and dream finders in it See, oh, I, I can see it on the, the cover of the book. The dirigible, or dirigible, is that right? Dirigible. Der, der, dirigible, really? Yeah. Okay. You know, it is on there, and I, I mean, but that's the thing. Like, they put effort into the popcorn bucket. There's effort into this book. Put the effort into the ride. Whatever. Oh, come on. You you don't think that ride can be better? I'm sure it could be, but I still love it. Like, that scene, Figment's, that's one of my favorite attractions at Walt Disney World, as you well know. And the, the scene where we go into Figment's house and everything's upside down, like, you talk about, like, detail and, like, things, like, that's phenomenal to me. I don't drink tea. If they sold the Figment tea kettle that's on his stove, I would pay $100 for it. Yeah. No, I mean, there, there's elements to it that are neat, but it, it just, I think from what it was to what it is, is a huge thing. So, God. All right. My number three? Sure. I will be surprised, Jamie, if this one's not on your list. I'm just curious about where it might be. Okay. Hollywood Studios. Great movie ride. Yep. Yeah, I actually need to reorder. That was going to be... I originally wrote that as my number one, and I think I need to change it to number two. Okay. Um, I mean, I can go on and on. I mean, you talk about placing a good attraction with garbage. Um, that, you know, I welcome you to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. <laughs> I mean, you took out... The awesome animatronics. I, I mean, awesome in the in the historical context. Not that they were, 
working great, but I, there are so many different properties that were represented there. And it was the journey into the movies. And if the ethos of Hollywood studios is in fact, and I love how this is yours and I'm just running with this, but if the ethos of, of Disney's Hollywood studios is now living your adventure or whatever dumpster fire catchphrase they're trying to use, that's what this ride did. Yeah. It was the thesis. It put you into the movies. Like, And I'm not saying Mickey shouldn't have his own attraction, but why did we have to lose the great movie ride to gain something? Like, I'm, I'm so tired of the, the overlays, like the Splash Mountain, Tiana's Bioadventure. Like, both can exist. Tiana can have her own ride somewhere. I, I don't know. But yeah, great movie ride was... Uh, another attraction that I think I, as I got older, just enjoyed more and more and more um, with uh, one of my favorite memories of it is we were in the two scenes. There was the gangster scene and then the Western scene. Correct. And the Western one was more rare. Well, we pulled up and stopped there. And I, it was just Val and I at the time. And Val looks at me and goes, are we breaking down? What's going on? Oh, she had never seen that she one. She never knew there was a second scene. Because typically, if you were in, um, especially if you were in Fast Pass or Fast Pass Plus, you would have gotten the gangster scene. Mm. She had no idea there was another another scene that... Um, well, they didn't always done. run that scene either. It depended on, you know, capacity oh, and, right. and cast and stuff. Yeah, so it was a lot more rare, and I mean, I, I think both of them were equally good. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, Great Movie Ride is a, a huge, huge, huge loss. Once again, I don't want to go any further, because we may talk about it next episode. So I actually went back and forth about putting, I don't want to call it a sister attraction, but sure now that we're there and i know this is one that you didn't care for quite as much but backlot the backlot tour i thought was to i like that you said like you know the thesis attraction like getting to go behind the scenes and see like how they might make a scene in a movie two scenes for that matter the pre-show and the actual catastrophe canyon piece yeah. getting to see movie props you know herbie the love bug like walt disney's plane you know that kind of stuff to me was really, really neat. And of course, um, that leads me very nicely into my number two, also at Hollywood Wait, Studios. On. I didn't give my number three. Oh, sorry. That was, sorry, that was number two. Yeah, okay. so do your number three, and then we can do my number two um, with, without a transition. <laughs> number three would be another one, and it's the last one that I haven't experienced or never got to. Um, but if we're talking about thesis attractions, here's your Epcot thesis attraction, and that's Horizons. Mm. It, it, the the um no uh what's the opposite of predecessor the follow up i guess would be the best word sure yeah the follow up to carousel of progress you know the the thesis of epcot what we can do in the future um and and i think this is another case of just disney replacing it with junk because uh, mission space uh, as much as they tried and as much as technology is in there it's just not a good attraction 
I think the biggest issue with it was it's the the real version is just quite simply too intense for the vast majority of theme park goers. My sister can do any ride out there. She does not experience any sort of motion sickness issues that I do experience. She said she got the worst headache up in her entire life, the one and only time she did Mission Space, the real, the orange. And, and you know what else? The, you know, looking at the uh, the family element, you went from World of Motion, no height restriction, test track, height restriction. You went from Horizons, no restriction, to uh, mission space restriction. You went from Ellen's Energy Adventure, no restriction. Really good points. All of them now have height. I mean, you look at let's just call it Future World. To, you know, yeah, I know all of it. Um, height restriction, test track, mission space, Guardians, Soren. Like, what is there? Two, three attractions. I, I didn't include Spaceship Earth, and I mean. I guess you can count Moana Journey of, of Water. Oh, yeah, yeah. You have the seas, Moana, and Living with the Land, and Figment. Figment, yeah. As attractions in, in all of that future world. that And Spaceship Earth. Okay, maybe I didn't. Did I, I thought I counted that, but if I didn't. Basically half. The front of the park. Yeah. You know, you need it to be at least... What's the mission space? That that starts at thirty eight, I think, for the the table. Forty, I thought. Oh, I thought it was 40? forty. Okay, maybe it might be forty for. For some reason, I thought the tame version you could be thirty eight, but that could be wrong. Mm. Um, l- let's just say it's forty. That's easy enough. But, I mean, man, that's a lot in a park that doesn't have a ton of attractions. Well, and a park that also gets a bad rap as being a park for adults because of alcohol. That's a fair point too. You know, so that that's the horizons, and, and like I said, the the theme of Epcot, the animatronics. I, I would bring that back, and then you know, I'd also change the name back to Epcot Center because it's different. Fair. So my two was great movie ride. Your two, Osborne Family Spectacle of Dancing Lights. Mm. Yeah, I'm surprised that you thought of Spectre Magic, but not Osborne. I guess I didn't think of it because I don't know where it would go. I, I think is is the biggest um, issue with that. Similar to why I really didn't think of Backlot because I knew it as the shell of its former self. I don't remember like residential street like. Oh, you know, that's I, a shame. Yeah, I, I don't remember Osborne like back in that area because we never went. You know, when I okay. saw it, it was um, Streets of America, and uh, okay. LMA was already built. So I don't remember any of that back area and have that um, attachment to it. Okay. <laughs> LMA. Could you imagine that being one of our lists? For, sorry, Lights, Motors, Action, for anyone who might be trying to figure out what we're talking about. You missed those bathrooms, Jamie. Those bathrooms were fantastic. But you know what, though? <laughs> the attraction itself was not bad. I think the worst part was the noise and the smell. But mm-hmm. I didn't mind the show. I thought the show was decent. But there could only be, what, like two a day because it costs so much money to literally burn through the tires? No, I think they did more than that. I think they did at least four even at, in a no. days. It wasn't two. It wasn't that little. Okay, our producer's returned. He's Googling. Yeah, go ahead. Um, I only have one more, but Jamie, there's one that I didn't put on the list because I literally, we've 
said this 500 times. And of course, Splash is the one I didn't put on the list because <laughs> that was my number one. I'm I'm blown away. You didn't put it. Well, it, that it was. But then I thought it was dumb to talk about because we've literally beat this dead. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's fair. I, I just it would be if given one opportunity to bring something back. What, oh, for sure. Be splash. Want, it would be splash because of all the reasons that we've talked about throughout the entire Tiana's Bayou adventure um, overlay, which I, I don't care what anybody says. I don't need to see it in person. That mountain looks like junk. Like it, it does. It, like the whole let's just forest it over chronologically. It doesn't make any sense where it is. I just I could go on and on about how much I hate this project so much, um, but at the core is that Splash Mountain was a good attraction, and it was good music, amazing animatronics, a thrill element, a lengthy attraction. And now, obviously, that's a um, you know that can't be a point for Splash and not for Tiana because it's the same right. track. You know, I I understand that, but ah. Uh, I just, this is, that hurt, I think. Well, but this is the whole political correctness piece. That they had to make this change because there was pressure about Song of the South. Yeah, which is interesting because, and I've actually done some reading on this, like, like, um, uh, groups, specifically the NAACP, actually like gave their stamp of approval. Like they didn't have an issue um, with the attraction in and of itself. So I think that line is more of a cover to rip out the animatronics. Is really what I think it was, and it was it was a cost cutting measure on the maintenance of the animatronics as opposed to is it really the polit now the source material you know it is obviously not great but tony baxter handpicked scenes for what should have gone in the attraction um so i i don't know i i have my doubts about the veracity of the whole political correctness being the the absolute reason because nobody can watch that our, our producer just got back to us in its last year they lights marriage action ran three shows a day all right so we were in the middle right although in fairness i did say it wasn't too oh andrew just said fun trivia question for us what do you think the capacity was for that stadium it was huge uh i want to say it was like five thousand. i'd be surprised if it weren't more how much five yeah you were right yeah i i I don't want to say I knew that, but I was 95% confident in that answer. That sucker was huge. Because yeah. that was one th one comment that I remember my mom made when they announced that it was closing. She was like, oh my god, what are they going to do with all those people? Yeah, that's fair. Because I, I don't know if you could put 5,000 people in Galaxy's Edge, maybe. I don't I'm not know. sure that you could. Yeah, I'm not sure that you could. So, all right, so what's your Which is probably why the rest of the park is so much, so much busier. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and not only was it a people eater, a time eater, too. Like, the show itself oh, was yeah. 35, 40 minutes. Plus the pre-show, plus the load-in time. That was a, at least an hour, if not an hour and 15 minutes of time. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I also liked it, on a quick sidebar, 
I thought that even though the queue was just you were standing there, you got to pass by the the maintenance shop. I thought that always thought that was a cute, mm-hmm. cool touch. So, what's your number one then? So again, I had Splash and I crossed out Splash because I didn't even know if you were gonna talk about it. But based on what you just said, if I had a chance to bring one thing back, what would be obviously Splash be the answer. But it's one that I really have an affinity for. I don't mind the ride that replaced it, the overlay that replaced it. We talked about this quite recently, actually. But again, this goes back to something I was talking to Anthony about. I was like describing the attraction to him and back, back over the falls. I had such an affinity for Maelstrom. It was just such a perfect... Um, when when Disney announced they were getting rid of, uh, I almost said Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, I remember you talking about how you were super frustrated because you felt like they were slapping a different IP on it when Splash Mountain in of itself is an intellectual property. That, to me, also speaks to Maelstrom. Maelstrom and, you know, they, Disney didn't trademark trolls by any stretch of the imagination, but that whole idea of like that particular type of troll, like I have a cute little fuzzy, he's cute, he's ugly, but he's cute, like troll from that attraction upstairs in our game room. It's just good, clean, fun, and something different and something that was Disney's. And then they come in and they, you know, oh, Frozen's so popular, let's slap the Frozen IP on this instead of something that, you know, was unique for the disney park so again i don't have a problem with the frozen attraction they did a pretty nice job you know we, we talked about it at length you know quite recently with our boat ride conversation yeah. um but i'd love to see maelstrom exist and somehow a frozen attraction both exist in norway yeah i i don't disagree with that at all um in fairness i i don't know if maelstrom would have made my list May yeah no I I don't think it would maybe in in an honorable mention category instead of world emotion, um but yeah I, I thought it was cool quirky, um yeah that's fair I think that's totally a a fair comment. So splash number one if I had included splash but again it was literally number one on my list and I crossed it out because I was like eh, we've talked about it so much and Tiana's not even open yet so I'll just leave it be and went with other stuff but. Yeah, it was interesting that we did not have a whole ton of uh, overlap here, Jamie. No. So just a quick recap, my honorable mention, World of Motion. Number five, Spectrum Magic. Four, the original Journey into Imagination. Three, Horizons. Two, the great movie ride. And number one, Splash Mountain. I think the reason that you, and I don't think you would argue this, that you listed a lot of things you didn't experience because you would really like to experience them. Yeah, and I also think what replaced them wasn't as good as what was there. And, you know, and, and I think somebody could easily say, well, you never experienced it. You know what? You can read a lot online and you can read, watch videos of what would be cool to see. And I have no interest in ever doing mission space again. Like, you <laughs> know, they, they could bulldoze the building and I wouldn't care. Um, I mean, and, and that also goes for if, and if they ever open, um the wonders of life like even if they had body wars i still want to do that ride again um <laughs> you know so so it's things like that were replaced even if i never saw them like the original journey in the imagination i truly believe it's better than what is currently there all right fair enough 
Uh, so anyway, this is a longer conversation than usual, Jamie. 38 minutes in. Thank you guys for taking the time to listen, and thank you for bearing with Jamie until the bare end of his housekeeping. See what I did there? You're welcome. Uh, in any case, next week we are going to tackle our next top five list, top five stage shows at Walt Disney World. As always, we hope you have a great week, and we'll see you real soon.